Hi, and welcome to the Spell It Out podcast. My name is Jessica Zweep. I'm the owner of Spell Fitness, an online health and fitness coaching program designed to help women who have tried everything and are tired of spinning their wheels and wasting their time find food freedom and navigate this busy, crazy, awesome ride called life. Here we're going to discuss food, fitness, faith, family, and hopefully have a little fun along the way. I'm so glad you're here and I can't wait to get talking with you. Welcome back. Today I wanted to talk again. I like to call these like tough trainer talks. Um, I do them in my fitness client group sometimes. Um, And I know that a lot of those ladies also listen to the podcast. So we're going to kind of double down here. Um, But today's topic is going to be results. And why are you not seeing them? Um, And kind of just another reminder, like an honest talk about adherence and application of the things. Um, So a lot of times I will have people sign up um, and the majority of my clients are women who have dieted in the past, right? They've tried a lot of things and we tend to really absorb these other Um, approaches or we have these biases about ways that we should eat, things that we should eat, ways that we should work out, amount that we should work out, calories, macros, you name it. And so what I want to just remind you of is if all of those things that you have believed in the past worked and were true and effective for you, you likely, some of you might not even be listening to this podcast, but you wouldn't be looking for something else, right? You would be happy and content and successful in in achieving the goals that you have for yourself and seeing the results that you want to have. And so honestly, if you can honestly look at the way that you're eating and moving and say that you are doing all of the things, then all of those things are not correct for you. If you can if you look at what you're doing and say honestly, I'm not doing all of the things, then we have to have another conversation. Why not? What is it that's holding you back? And a lot of times, I think the biggest piece to successful fat loss and and body composition change is mindset and how you think about it and how you view uh, dieting and movement and pro- and progress and all of those things and and being able to be have a flexible open mind when it comes to um, food when it comes to trying new things when it comes to adapting to different situations so i've I've been doing this for quite some time and there have been seasons where clients have been really successful right they start, they buckle down. And in the past, I used to really push really strict macro tracking. You would get set macros and you would track those. And I do believe that that can be a very effective way to see results. The problem with it is that it becomes a little obsessive. And a lot of women, I think, just don't have the mental real estate. Not that you're not smart or like able to apply that technique, but it takes a lot of thinking. It takes a lot of calculating. It takes a lot of weighing and tracking and logging and all of these things. And you have a lot of other things going on 
that are probably more important than that, right? It's more important to take care of your family, to be the mom, to be a good employee, a good wife, a good friend, a good church member or, you know, community member or neighbor. And so if you are spending so much time tracking food, eventually your willpower to do so is going to burn out. And we don't want that to happen because it, it doesn't, then you stop seeing results, right? Because you give up because a lot of us have this all or nothing. If I can't do it perfectly, I might not even, I might as well not even try at all attitude. And it's not helpful. It's not serving us well to live that way. So over the past couple months, I've really been trying to encourage my clients, my ladies, as I call them, and myself to relax and trust my body and to pay attention to what I'm putting in it and how much I'm putting in it and how it's responding. Because we, the metabolism is like a, um, I've heard it called like a barometer. It's not just like a machine where you punch in a certain formula and it elicits a certain result. It responds and reacts to, um, oh my gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? To, it's gone. There was a word there that was really great. It made me sound really smart and now I can't think of it. To, it reacts and responds to stimuli. There you go. So when you deprive yourself through calorie reduction, which is what you need for fat loss for weight loss is a calorie deficit. When you do that aggressively, your body will react for a little while, maybe favorably, but then it's going to want to get you back to a homeostatic, a balanced state. And that means that it's going to have to give up something. It's going to compensate something somewhere because that deprivation is too great. And so it'll start to slow down other functions, right? Digestion will slow down, which can result in some bloating. I had someone ask for um, to talk about bloating a little bit. And when you are deprived and your metabol, your body is trying to stave off starvation, even though you're not starving, it views that, that deficit, that gap between maintenance mode and where you're at as a stressor when it, when it lasts for too long. And so everything will start to slow down. You'll notice your energy will slow down. Maybe your thoughts, your brain fog starts to kick in, digestion slows down. You notice a little more bloating when you eat. And I, I believe that that is because your body is trying to hold on to what you're giving it for as long as it can. So how do we combat that, right? How do we have a mindset around dieting and metabolism that serves us for a lifetime and not for a limited diet time? And I think what we need to do is have a flexible approach. So you're, you're moving in and out of these scenarios. You have this state where you are in a deficit, where you're eating less than what you need. You're exercising a little more, you're burning calories. However, you should only stay in that state for, you know, 10 days to two weeks. And then you want to eat more or exercise less, close the gap, make it less of an intense deficit so that your metabolism relaxes and stays fired up. And there's a couple different ways that I encourage my clients to do it. And I have been trying this myself. Um, You know, we eat a lot of food and by food, I don't mean calories. I encourage a high protein, low 
carbohydrate, low fat diet, not low food. So we're eating huge volume of food, big bowls of vegetables and fruits and seeds and protein and healthy fats in in moderate amounts and just enough starch or crunch or cheese or sauce to flavor, flavorize, to enhance the flavors of that food so that your body is satisfied and satiated. You feel your food tastes good. You also feel it is nourishing to your body. Um, So your blood sugar is stable. You're not jumping and spiking all over the place. We're eating consistently. You're not going hours and hours throughout the day and letting yourself get really hangry and then trying to like willpower yourself into eating something healthy when really what you want is all the carbohydrates because it's a simple hit of sugar. Um, so, but then we also have a, a refeed, I like to call it, where we, we bump the calories up really high for one meal. And this helps to close that gap right? You have a high calorie, a high, typically it's high starch, high fat, uh, high carb, high flavor meal that, that hits all the senses at once. And it does a couple things. So first of all, it will, um, it closes the gap. It helps to replenish those calories that maybe have been missing for a while because you're just consuming so many of them. Number two, it reminds you of the difference in how you're feeling. Sometimes we think, oh my gosh, I would give anything to be able to have pizza and and toast and bread and pasta every meal all the time because that's what I used to eat. And then she has me on this other thing and I just miss it so much. But what happens is you start to clean up your diet, you simplify the information that you're giving your body and it starts to function better, right? Your digestion is better, your energy is better, your thoughts are clear, but you don't really recognize it because it's very subtle. And then you have this refeed, this high starch, high fat, high calorie meal that kind of overwhelms your system in a good and bad way. But then what a lot of people, myself included, this is me speaking from personal experience, is we feel sluggish. We feel puffy. We, we don't sleep great that night because, you know, our, our digestive system is kind of wonky and, and overwhelmed. And so it also reminds you like, wow, I actually feel better eating this other way. And, and what it does is it helps you, you start to, your palate starts to change and you start to notice differences in your body's feelings, the way that it functions and the way that it feels in response to different foods. And that body awareness helps you to build self-trust in choosing foods. Because for the longest time, you probably didn't even realize that your stomach was kind of always upset when you went back for four, five, six, seven cookies um, at a party or at the in the break room, right? Because you just lived with that kind of uncomfortable feeling and it became normal. And then when you took it away, because you took those foods out, you mentally are thinking, God, I would give anything to eat all those cookies again. I'm on this diet, but you feel better. And then you go to eat the cookies and you, it all comes back. You're like, gosh, why does my guts hurt so bad? Well, it's because that actually is not a great food for you. And it could be anything. It could be gluten. It could be pasta. It could be, you know, cheese, whatever, ice cream 
hopefully not every food turns on you, but you get the point. When you start to simplify your food and you're eating foods that are like single ingredient, very simple for your body to know what to do with compared to these complex, you know, processed, pasteurized, enhanced, alternative, sweetener, this, that, the other thing. There's so many flavors and textures and everything going on all the time that your body is almost like overwhelmed and can't digest it well, um, you start to notice the difference in how your body responds. So I feel like I'm getting a little off topic here, but what I really want to encourage all of you listening to this to, to think about is, am I actually giving this a fair shake? Because this is legitimately a way to eat forever. You can still enjoy the foods that you've enjoyed always. They just are not going to be part of your every single meal every single day diet. Okay. Um, they're not going to be regularly in your meal rotation, but you absolutely are going to move through these, these scenarios where you're eating less and exercising more, right? That's your typical diet. You have a a deficit and you're working out hard and then you're going to shift after, you know, a week, 10 days, I say go a week. And then you have a refeed meal where you eat more and that's one day or you know, you go away for the weekend with your girlfriends and you, and you eat more and you exercise less and your body shifts and has to adjust because your metabolism likes to, uh, keep things at a, in a certain balanced place. And it helps to create that balance, that set point when you allow yourself to move above and below the line often. And the line being maintenance where you're not gaining and you're not losing. You're just status quo, but we want fat loss. So we need to drop below the line to elicit fat loss. And what happens is that line starts to drop down. Your maintenance level comes down as you build lean muscle and reduce body fat. However, we tend to typically come at it really aggressively. And then our metabolism is going to push back against that, that intensity And it's going to make it really hard to stick to. And that's where you see these pendulum swings, right? You see people buckle down and push hard and then they, and then they can't anymore. And then they swing the other way. Screw it. I can't, I might as well just eat everything. And they end up gaining it all back. What I want to do is create, it's gentle. It's sustainable. You can do it forever. You eat less, you exercise more for 10 days. Then you start to eat more, exercise less, or eat more and exercise more, right? So you're eating a little more and you're moving a little more. And then you get into an eat less, exercise less, where you're resting and relaxing. Um, And then you get, not ideally, but at some, there is one situation sometimes, I've talked about this in past episodes, where it's you eat more and exercise less. That's typically considered like the couch potato mentality. Um, right? Where you're not moving at all. You're not exercising. You're just eating. And that obviously we can all agree is not an ideal scenario for fat loss or health in general, but there are times for that, right? You're on a road trip. You're just sitting in the car and you're eating. That's okay. You're not road tripping all the time. You're not living that way. And it might be what your body needs to kind of reset a little bit because you're going to have energy for the next day. When you go to work out, you're going to have all of that glycogen on board from those carbs and that rest, and then you can hit it hard. Um, so 
What I really want you to consider and think about from this episode is, am I giving this a chance or am I so close-minded that I'm not allowing myself to apply these techniques? Are you not, are you trying to like skirt the edges of, you know, I say, clean it up, take out all the starchy carbs for six, seven days. And then on the eighth day, you enjoy the starchy carbs. Are you trying to weasel in the starchy carbs every day and make it fit some sort of, you know, preconceived equation that you have for yourself and then eat the big meal? Or are you skipping the big meal because you think, well, if I just do less, 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 then I'm going to see results faster. How's that working for you? Okay. I ask that question a lot and I want you to really consider it. How is what you are doing working for you? And if it's not working for you, what are you doing that you maybe could do better, could do different? What are you holding on to that is maybe you've embraced as hard, fast truth and it's not actually true in your body, in your life? Um, And how can you start to move away from that? So we're going to talk more about metabolism in future episodes, but I really just want to encourage you in... um, trusting that your body is really smart and that it's it will outsmart your willpower every time and so you need to be aware of the fact that yes all of those things can work right the cutting the calories the exercising more the reduction of carbs they all work but they all have a limit and so you need to be able to move through those scenarios in a way that works for you. For some of you, it might be a refeed meal every 10 days. For some of you, you might need one every four. For some of you, you might be able to go 14. For some of you, you may be able to really do it like that for six months, and then you hit a wall and you need to scale it back. You need to cut your workouts from five a week to three for two weeks and let your body recover and heal and eat some food and nourish yourself, or maybe you just need to exercise less and eat less because the exercise is ramping up your cravings and you're not able to manage that well. So pay attention to your body and your body talks to you through what I, what the experts, what I would call biofeedback, things like hunger. How are you hungry? Or is it cravings? Is it, is it in the gut? Hungry is like your gut is empty, your stomach is growling, or is it in your head? The food you're eating isn't scratching the itch. It doesn't taste good and you don't like it. So you're craving other things or it's missing, you know, taste points for you that you need to somehow work in there. You need more salt or you need a little more crunch or you need a little more sweetness. How can you find that in clean whole food ways to get you to a place where the, the, the cravings aren't overwhelming. And then energy. Are you eating in a way that you can make it through the whole day without hitting a wall at 3 p.m. or needing, you know, two, three, four, five cups of coffee to get you through a work day? Those are things your body's telling you. We need more. And it's going to start, if you don't give it to it, it will start creating situations for itself that get it as close to a balanced state as it can, whether that's slowing down your digestion, whether it's slowing down your metabolism so that you are 
you're just going to move less, right? You're not going to have energy. You're not going to be walking. You're not going to be sleeping. Sleep is going to be disrupted um, because your body is, is working hard to stabilize things and it's going to, you're going to just not feel well rested all the time. Workouts are going to be hard. You're going to have a hard time pushing through them. Um, you're going to have a hard time recovering from them. So if you notice like, gosh, I used to be able to do these workouts when I first started this program and now I am like sore for days. Did I go that much harder that would make me this sore or am I so deprived that my body doesn't have what it needs to recover? So this is getting long. I don't like to make the episodes terribly long, but I just want you to consider what are you doing? Are you doing it well? And is it working for you? And then are you having an open mind approach to how you eat and how you move? And are you being flexible while still being structured, right? You're intentional, you're mindful, you're choosing foods that make sense for your goals, but you're also listening to your body as an adult, not as a child. There are some people who are like, well, I just needed the chocolate. I just needed the wine. I needed this. I had a bad day and I just needed chips and queso all by myself because it was stressful. We have all been there. There's no shame in that game, but you need to be really careful that you are not justifying inappropriate food choices for the sake of immaturity or lack of self-control. There's a difference between I am not fueling my body well and I am acting inappropriately with what I'm eating because I just want to justify making poor choices. So let me know what you think of this. I hope it wasn't too harsh. I don't like to be aggressive, but sometimes I feel like we need to hear the tough truths um, in order to really consider what we're doing. And is it, are we doing it well? Is it serving us? Um, I will catch you on the next one. Thanks so much.